Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the West Side Fairy Tales Horror and Lit Club Podcast. My name is Tyler Bell. How are you doing? If you don't know me, I'm the I'm the host, writer, and creator of the West Side Fairy Tales, a, a long-running horror and dark fiction podcast, known by some and loved by all who know it, um, except for some. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I write it, I create it, I make it. This is not the West Side Fairy Tales. This is the West Side Fairy Tales Horror and Lit Club which is a nonfiction episode that comes in between the regular episodes of the show where I talk about uh, all sorts of crap, all right? Just just bullshit. This is just just straight off the dome. But no, I, I talk about some books that I've been reading, books that I've been listening to, books that I've been uh, thinking about getting to, and um, also all sorts of other shit uh, that just kind of comes to mind. It pops through and goes go, goes around uh, in my skull, ricocheting around side to side, doing big spins. Tony fucking Hawk, seven twenty, no ten eighty, nine hundred, the nine hundred. Jesus Christ, we finally got it. Um, for those of you who don't follow me on the socials, please take a second, hop on the social media stuff. Uh, we're on Twitter at WS Fairy Tales. We are on TikTok at Westside Tyler, I believe it is. I'm blowing up on TikTok. I'm getting kind of big in there. I, I do a lot of more political content. Um, so if you are not into uh, fucking socialism and shit posting, you should probably avoid the TikTok. But um, if you if you like that sort of stuff, t- 
tickety TikTok. Uh, jump in and join it before it inevitably, 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 in, inevitably. God, that is a fucking, that's a bullshit word. Inevitably gets banned. And um, we're also West Side Fairy Tales, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to keep up with the podcast, join us there. Also, YouTube. Our YouTube content is going to start being a thing in December and uh, mid mid November to December as I as I start to adjust. The next episodes of the Horror and Lit Club are going to be that. Why why Tyler? Why are you delaying everything? Why are things getting pushed back? Because friends, and you would know this if you followed me on the socials. I have fucking jury duty. Um, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I can't talk about it um, too much. I'm sworn to secrecy on uh, any discussion of the case until it's over, which is fortunate because I won't be talking to you guys again until it's over. I got my jury summons just a couple weeks ago. And at first I thought it was going to be like a basic circuit court jury summons where it was just going to be this little thing, like just a short little uh, sojourn into the judicial world. I was going to watch some guys try to talk their way out of parking tickets, maybe see uh, a few upset, um, you know, neighbors bitch at each other about the exact uh, size and location of a fence. Unfortunately, no, I am. And the, to the extent that I can talk about it is um, it's a district court case. District court cases are felonies and um, or sorry, circuit. No, it's a circuit court case. Am I crazy? I might have gotten those mixed up. So, yeah, those are felony crimes and uh, and, and major civil cases. I'm. I am going to be sitting in on a, a major criminal case, uh, which is pretty much the extent of what I can talk about. Um, it's not major in like it's going to be some like everybody's heard of it or anything like that. I've never heard of it before. And that's the extent I'll, I'll, I'll go into it. But what you just need to know in regards to that is it's going to take up a bunch of my life. <laughs> um, the judge basically told us and I thought it was at first it was going to be just a week. But the judge has basically told us that this is uh, probably going to be going in. We have to clear our schedules at least up until um, a week from when it started, a week from today. So I might be going in and listening to this stuff. Uh, is basically my new full-time job in, in addition to what I already do. I'll be going to downtown Louisville to the court system and, 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 and sitting, in, uh, sitting in jury on this case for um, like a week or so. Which means, unfortunately, uh, all of the good work I did getting ahead, uh, well, I guess it's not wasted because at least I, I'm still sort of even in some respects, but uh, now I might be getting delayed again just slightly. But fortunately, it shouldn't be that bad, and I think I will be able to somehow merge uh, my my off time. I am allowed to bring my personal effects to the courtroom. Um, not into not like I'm not allowed to use them in the courtroom, but I'm allowed to bring them to the courthouse. And uh, in my my sort of free time and my 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 various what we call them recesses and lunch breaks and stuff, I'm allowed to use my computer um, in in non court areas, you know, uh, public spaces. So I, I can probably do recording at night and try to get the rest of that shit done um, here and there sporadically throughout the day. So hopefully there won't actually be a very significant delay and um, I can just get everything out on time. This year has just been the most um, sudden, out of nowhere, 
uh, kicks in the teeth level of of of, of delay. Um, and that's unfortunate, but I guess, you know, it's just the way it is. I, I never really considered myself. I like, I never thought I would like survive Iraq. <laughs> how I was thinking of it today. I never thought I would survive Iraq to go on to serve jury duty. It's so insane. It's not something you think of. And I don't know. I, I guess I've just hit a certain age. I'm 35. I'm probably about halfway there to the end of my life or approaching my halfway point. Hopefully I've got, I'm not, I'm at like 35%. That would be great. I hope, I hope for a clean hundo. You know, people are living forever. And I stopped smoking when I was 22, 24, actually. There we go. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully my shit lasts forever. I jog a little bit. That would be nice. But now that I'm kind of getting into my middle age, I am making the most bizarre connections in my head all the time. Every single person I look at, I can see what they're going to, in my mind, look like when I, I know what they will look like at every phase of their life. It is the most bizarre superpower that I've unlocked. I never considered it. I can see what, like, you know, this woman walking down the street looked like when she was, like, 12 years old. I can see, like, a 12-year-old and see what they're going to look like when they're fucking 90 and, like, what 90-year-olds look like when they're 50. I don't know what the fuck it is. It might be something to do with just doing too much art and, like kind of figuring out how just age affects the face, but it has created a minor existential uh, nightmare in my life because anytime I have a free time uh, in my brain, my brain likes to remind me of just the fleeting nature of life and the inevitability of old age and death, which is just a wonderful way to exist, you know, but kind of on top of that, my brain just goes, Hey man, remember all that, like all those plans you had, to, to do when you like survived, like, you know, combat, like if you did, like, it was just like a crapshoot. Yeah. Like, okay, well you've like literally accomplished all of them. Isn't that nuts? Like basically, right. Um, all of my dreams of my, my young, my youth have basically come true to a certain degree, like excluding the most absurd ones, you know, like just ridiculous, uh, not like I had one dream where I wanted to play like a back to back guitar solo on a stage, which I was just, it, as I got older, I just no longer really wanted to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't really give up on the dream. The dream was just kind of like a very much just a dream dream. Just, it, it just, what, what I don't even want to do it. It seems like a lot of work. And also I don't want to lean back against somebody while I'm standing and trying to play a guitar. It would be way too confusing. It's just not an enjoyable thing for me. But all the other stuff, I've written books, I finished, like, I, I like that I, I'm so into authoring that, like, finishing a book is way behind me. And I used to consider, like, the possibility of finishing a book to be this almost, like, unworldly thing. You know, I would get, like, three or four chapters into something, and I would bail on it. Like, like and I did that multiple times. I have multiple um, stock dead stories, even some pre-WSF West Side Fairy Tales, even pre-proto-West Side Fairy Tales stuff that's just, like... I never finished it. You know what I mean? It's just sitting there. I have it on my computer. I could go back to it. I don't want to because it's like quite literally a million words ago. But yeah, I've, I've finished writing books. Like I've just done it. Like I just have books out there. And of course, like, you know, major amounts of fame and stuff aside, like I really just wanted to do that. And I did it. And, you know, I wanted to have like a meet a girl and have a nice relationship. And I've done that. I wanted to have my own place. I wanted to like live and kind of like recover and and go to college and like graduate and have a post-collegiate career. 
man, I've done all that stuff. And I wanted to start hanging out with people that weren't fucking Marines. Um, and ju- just a bunch of pit sniffing fucking idiots all the time, which, you know, Hey, it's no, no, not a, not a dig. And, and if you're, if you're not in the Marine Corps, you probably don't get it. If you've never been in, especially if you were never a grunt, but like getting away from being surrounded by perpetually shit faced, uh, 19 to 22 year old men is just, a, it's a good thing in your life. Just get away from them. I just, in a general sense, is a goal that everybody should have, especially if you're listening to this and you happen to be a younger person, you might not be. I think my, my audience trends older, but if you are a younger person or you're an older person trying to give a young person advice, or, you know, sometimes even if you're an old person that just kind of hasn't finished growing up yet, get away from the period of your life where you're trying to impress a 12 year old version of yourself. Just get away from it. You know what I'm saying? Or not even a 12 year old version of yourself. The, 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 the 12 year old versions of the now grown men that you recall being like popular and shit in high school, you know, yeah, the, I'll show them, let that go. Just let it go. You know, I have, and I mean, like I've accomplished everything. And so now I'm in this like weird middle space in my life where I'm like, okay, I have all these minor treasures that I've, I've accomplished or I've accumulated and all these, these minor accomplishments. I, I guess now I go on to the next thing. I guess I, I guess I just start my life's work, which is I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm in the middle of my life's work, the West side fairy tales and the greater combination of my books and shit. It's insane. And so like now that I'm in this like mature state, I thought I was going to die when I was 25. I thought I was going to die when I was fucking 19. And then when I was 19, I was like, well, I'm just going to get out of college and I'm just going to drink myself half to death and maybe I'll accomplish some of these other minor things. And, uh, you know, wait, whatever. I'll just check out when I'm 25, if things aren't going right, <laughs> Fucking got pretty close to that actually. Uh, but I didn't do that. And, uh, I survived 25 and now I'm just like, I'm 35. That's 10 years in the past. And like, damn, I didn't die. I'm just hardy as shit. And now I'm actually kind of worried that I'm in this really interesting, nice, uh, I'm in the, these, like it, you know, depending on how you see it and the kind of life that you live until you get to your like thirties, right? Um, if you were a boring person and you played it safe all throughout your teens and your twenties, when you get to this calm spot in your thirties, it might feel like a doldrums, but a lot of people are in that, that space, that little doldrumy space. And then you get stuck. Like, what am I going to do if I don't do this? You know, if I'm not doing this, then who the fuck am I? I, I work so hard for this. And yeah, if, if you have like one of those kind of lives and you arrive in this place, it feels like a doldrums, like this holding pattern. But I lived in like this fucking tempestuous sea of absolute madness from the time I turned like 16 up until about 26. And it really didn't chill out until the last few years. You know, and I mean, like, basically you got the medication right and, uh, and you stopped gripping onto the mainsail so much, even though, you know, the ship wasn't rocking anymore. And now to me, it just feels like calm waters, you know, like the sun's shining, the boat's rocking very gently, a cool breeze is pushing me into another port and I, I couldn't really be happier, but I do have jury duty and that's insane. Like I, I survived long enough to do jury duty. <laughs> But not only have I survived, I have stayed in a fixed location long enough for the authorities to track me down and to require adult responsibilities of me. I guess that's the other part of the chaos. You know, if you guys don't know this about me, I had something in the in the ballpark of, I think, 
20 permanent addresses from the time I was permanent mailing addresses, what they call it, like, you know, fixed addresses. I had 20 fixed addresses ish um, from the time I was 16 until uh, now, basically like the, like living at the current address that I have is the longest I've ever lived in one place. And it's only five, four years. Yeah. Like 2018. So it's only been like four years going on five, which is insane. Right. (laughs) So like, this is the longest fixed address I've had in, in such a long time. And I've actually stayed in one place long enough that the authorities were like, Hey, put that bitch on jury duty. God damn it. So I got my jury duty summons popped down, down to the courthouse. And now I've got to do that. Now I'll tell you guys all about it. I'm sworn to secrecy. Um, it's actually called an admonishment. I'm admonished not to, uh, not to speak about the specific details of the case. You can do like the minor details. I can say that like, I'm going to the courthouse. It will be this week. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be on this side of the courthouse where like the district, but I can't talk about like names, dates, places and shit like that until after the, the, the trial is over. And then it's fine. Once it's, done and uh we read the verdict and then we do sentencing um then um then it's all public record and i can talk about it and i'll tell you guys all about the court case so make sure you stick uh stick with me and um we'll we'll be doing that soon and on a on another smaller side note uh this is going to be the last hlc that i'm doing you guys won't notice if you're just online you won't notice this um and I guess really if you're on the YouTube, you won't notice it either. Uh, well, I guess you, you will, but, um, I am going to start doing, um, a much cleaner, um, segment based HLC in the future. That's going to be a little bit more easy for me to put together a little bit more organized and, um, there will be much more videos basically on the, uh, on the, on the YouTube for people to check out. And, uh, I'm basically kind of like, working the the kinks out of it so that I can get better content on more platforms without having to do any more work than I'm already doing. Like literally without having to do any, uh, I can't do it this time. Um, and basically I want to, I think it, it's really going to start in December for sure. I might try to do a soft rollout in, um, November, but December for sure. You're going to start seeing, um, some video videos on the, uh, help me out here <laughs> on the YouTube. And those will be basically like the individual segments. So I can just talk about this book or that book and kind of get out there and, and, and we can get onto it a little bit more. Um, Oh, just one last thing. Uh, the launch days for the podcast are going to be pushed slightly back permanently um, from or slightly ahead. It doesn't really matter. It will be slightly back. It's conveniently slightly back. <laughs> Uh, for this episode, but um, for all the other ones, it, it won't be much different. So uh, I am going to be moving things from the first uh, Friday of every month to like the first Tuesday of every month. I'll make sure that that's very specific. Um, but I've just gotten a lot of feedback that uh, most people don't listen to stuff on Friday. It really doesn't make sense. Like if I'm putting something out at 5 p.m. on Friday, you're not going to listen to it until Monday anyway. I, I, in general, I know some of you guys are just like fucking West Side Fairy Tales right now. Thank you. Yes, please. That's my shit. That's what I want. And I respect that. I I love that. I love that energy. It's good. Um, but other people, you know, it kind of just ends up on their fucking, uh, TBR pile and, um, can get shuffled down. So we're going to start releasing our episodes on Tuesdays in a general sense, um, going forward. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, just Tuesdays, Tuesdays. For the folks on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Westside Fairy Tales, you might be getting your shit uh, just a little bit earlier. You know, um, I, I'm still going to try to get production done by those like first Fridays or, or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, or basically just like the Friday before, and then I can just focus on launching on Mondays and Tuesdays instead of just trying to get everything done before the weekend. I don't know where my head was at when I put it on Fridays. I think I just saw something that people were like, yeah, we release everything on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I'm like, I'll put that shit on Friday because no one else is using it, but it wasn't no one else was using it. And this was a good opportunity. It was no one else was using it because it was, it was shit. <laughs> So we'll switch to Tuesdays and we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'd be fucking hilarious if it got bigger. Uh, it might, it might, it might be that um, my shit has been trending in algorithms, but it's been trending in algorithms on Friday afternoons and nobody's fucking seen it. And then by the time Monday comes around, no one's looking for it anymore. So who knows if that was the, if that's the fucking trick and I find out it was the whole time, I might legitimately cut off a toe in anger. Like my fucking, one of the big ones. Like the big middle toe gone scissors, not even something like fuck something shit ass side cutters, bolt cutter to the toe, not even calibrated so that the teeth touch each other. There's going to be some gristle. I'm going to chew that off foot and mouth. (laughs) Okay. So with that out of the way, I want to talk about my, uh, my first, my first contention, just a video game I've been playing and I, I, I fucking, I think I'm just going to force myself to finish it. Um, every few months, I have an idea in my head that is always, almost always wrong, that I'm going to listen to audiobooks to relax. And while I'm listening to audiobooks, I will play a open world game. Now, this is not necessarily a bad idea. Um, it is unironically a great idea it's one of my old ways of relaxing before i started getting on xbox live and playing more multiplayer games like apex and shit which i've kind of put behind me for the foreseeable future because that shit gets way too addicting and i have stuff to do um but before i got into that i would play uh just any open world game it didn't really matter as like uh, good ones great but i would also play shit like just cause and stuff which is just absolutely like brain candy dog shit it is not a good game it's kind of like the same it it's 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 not a good game it's 500 great mechanics and then like just absolutely stretching all of them out over uh 100 hours of play time which you know if that's what you're into as far as the sandbox game goes i guess it's technically perfect but um if that's not what you're into, yeah, it can be, it can be kind of dull. But for me, I would listen to these really long. It's when I started listening to fucking, uh, oh God, the re- the wheel of time series. Right. And I would just get into it now. Unfortunately, I'm trying to listen to audiobooks from, uh, modern authors, quote unquote, and they're terrible. Uh, right now I'm listening to, uh, and I'm not even, I can't even like, I, I want to enjoy my time. So instead of listening to these books, I end up listening to just like these political debates and shit on YouTube that I enjoy. And now those are gone too. And so I'm going to be forced to listen to the fucking books again. And right now I'm, I'm listening to uh, children of Chicago by Cynthia Paleo. I, I can't remember her exact name. I follow her on Twitter though. Uh, one of the worst read audiobooks um, I've ever listened to. It is unironically a contender, a contender for worse than William Peter Blatty. 
unfathomably, unfathomably irritating uh, voice. Paleo does not narrate herself. I believe it's some other woman, but she has the absolute worst irritating upper middle class white lady accent. Uh, she might not even be a white person, but she is in spirit with the way she talks. I don't give a fuck who she is or if she ever hears this. I'm sorry. It's just, your voice is fucking irritating. And the way you read stuff makes me want to stab 16 penny nails into my ears until all I can feel is the flats of them. And all I can hear is the the pressure of blood building up in my skull before my fucking head pops. She has no intonation uh, in addition to that, uh, the story itself is not particularly good. It is. I'll get into that in a second. D- did I even mean to talk about this? Yes, I did. Cause I'll talk about both of these things. So, okay. Un- accidentally Cynthia, Cynthia Paleo's, uh, children of Chicago is a thing that I will be talking about now. In addition to my intended subject, horizon zero dawn, um, an open world sandbox game. They didn't call them sandbox games. Now they just call them open world games. Um, from some developer. I don't even give a fuck. They don't even get to be named. I, I don't care. Uh, well, good. So this the fucking children of Chicago is supposed to be, it, it is one of these fucking gimmick books. All right. It's another modern gimmick book. I don't know how to describe it any better. It is just uh fucking irritating. It's some sort of like, like I'm, I'm paying attention to it, but it is so fucking dull. I can barely remember anything that's that's going on half the fucking time. I, I need to talk about why androids do androids dream of electronic sheep. That that that's perfect. I'm going to save androids, which I loved for for the next episode where I can try to get it on the internet because I feel like this is Cynthia is not particularly like famous compared to like the average person. She's not like a fucking like big four major super author. So I would feel bad if her shit trends and then she just gets fucking absolutely smoked by my review. It probably hurt her feelings and she doesn't really deserve that. But between you and me, mano y mano, fucking terrible. All right. So this book follows uh, some lady police detective and there are murders or some shit, right? It's a standard bog standard setup. Okay. Um, she's afraid some demon or something's coming back and her sister disappeared at some point. I can barely pay attention to this fucking book. All right. And I was in the perfect place to be paying attention to this book. I was listening to it while fucking rewiring electricity, which if you've never done in your life before, I am just go, I'm crawling around in an attic It is completely silent. And all I am doing is untwisting and retwisting wires over and over and over again as I hook up various plugs and outlets in the room below. I am alone. I do not have to talk to anybody. I do not have to read anything. I just have to follow wires and connect black to black, white to white, gold to gold, or copper to copper, over and over and over and over again. And I crawl forward, I unhook something, and then I've got to hook everything else up, and I test stuff. It is banal work, the most banal work you've ever done, okay? Perfect listening environment. Cannot barely remember fucking anything about this book. It was, it is really getting close to DNF territory. It, it's, I, I had multiple times where I tried to force myself to listen to it and I could not continue. 
it, it's a story about a lady police detective. I fucking, I already, already you're on thin ice. I'm just done. I'm done with police procedurals. And this shit is just starts off as a police procedural sort of, I don't even fucking know. This lady's sister went missing when she was a kid. She like disappeared into a fucking lake or some shit. And they think it's, uh, she's, she calls us the fucking, it, it's, it's the Pied Piper. All right. It's the Pied Piper of Hamlin. And here's what I can tell you about that book. I listen, I've listened to it for like an hour and a half, two hours now. I think I can't fucking remember. Um, it, it was all just a blur of the worst whiny. And then she went, how, how do I even, she walked up the stairs to see him again. It was the detective. He had a coffee cup in his hand. On the table were two baguettes. One of them had butter on it. The other had no butter on it. He picked the one with butter on it up and put it in his mouth. He chewed. It crunched. Like that, that is, it is, it is this, this, that is a brain worm. That shit. If that appeals to you, I don't like, we have to be diametrically opposite. We cannot touch. All right. Because that will be like a fusing of positive and neutral. We will ground out the circuit and we will both explode into a full on blue fucking arc. We will die. If we touch each other, you are my antithesis. You are my anti me. It is literally uh, almost completely repulsive writing. And that's not like it's like disgusting repulsive. It just makes me not want to be near it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being pushed away. It is a phospholipid layer and I am water. Okay. <laughs> that is a very, that is a very 10 points to anybody that gets on Twitter or even the Patreon, whatever. And knows what I meant when I said phospholipid layer. Um, but like, yeah, so, so the real problem with this and the real do not finish power is this person loves Chicago, a city I do not give a fuck about and already know so much about. She talks about Chicago, which is, if you've never heard of it before, the third largest fucking city in America. All right. Even if it's not the third largest, it is quite literally the third most notable city in America. It's fucking Chicago. It is basically the only actual city in all of Illinois. It should be its own fucking state in the Midwest. But she fucking talks about this city like it is some agrarian lost fucking utopia, like some fucking lost metropolis, not utopia in the middle, in the middle of the country that like people just don't get and have never been to and, and don't understand and shit. Like there are fucking like 12 million people in Chicago. It's probably more like 5 million. All right. Maybe eight. I don't know. I don't fucking care. All right. Because every time I have to drive past Chicago or through Chicago, it costs a million fucking dollars on your goddamn pay roads. And for that alone, Chicago, fuck you. No offense if you're from there. If you are from there, and I've known so many people who are, you don't give a shit. You're going, all right, it's okay. Uh, You're you're being a dick, but I get it. (laughs) Fuck you, whatever. I unironically, it's a great place. But I don't care to learn about it, all right? And I especially don't care to be fucking lectured about Chicago, which is like a nonstop thing in fucking children of Chicago. It is, it stops constantly for fucking asides, which are just 
it is like an unskippable cutscene in a video game where somebody just starts expostulating about shit that is unfucking related to anything. I don't care. I think we started talking about fucking aqueducts in old libraries and shit. And it's very much a fucking show. Don't tell like literally stop fucking telling me about Chicago. Everything I like about that fucking city. I like from shows and shit that I've seen that are set there. Uh, which is the one, the fucking, the one where the people, uh, they do the draft. That one's great. Um, they do the football draft all the time. That one's fucking good. The bear is good. Uh, boss was good for the five fucking seconds that it was on TV. Um, I, I even like that fucking hacking game that was set there. I have friends that are from Chicago that literally live in Chicago right now. All right. Like James Baldwin's native son is set in Chicago. It's great, great fucking story. It tells you a lot about Chicago without me having to fucking, uh, like literally Dewey decimal system grade. Let me walk you to a fucking five-year-old's picture book of this fucking city and talk to you about goddamn bullshit that no one gives a fuck about except for people from Chicago that think other people don't know about it. Like I, I don't give a fuck. All right. I just, I fucking can't. And I, it was so irritating and happened so many times. It, it just didn't stop. And then she started into the same shit with fucking fairy tales. Did you know Grimm's fairy tales? The original Grimm's fairy tales, dark shit happened. Oh, it's fucking way worse than the new guy. Like, is this a fucking, like, I can't tell if this is a middle grade book or not, but I, I it's not advertising to me. And I feel like anything that I read from now on where it feels middle grade or young adult, but it, it was sold in the mature rack. You're, you got to get kicked in the fucking teeth. You got to get your fucking teeth kicked down your throat because this shit's fucking irritating. All right. You got to write better. You got to write better than this. You just have to, because like these are the fucking pauses. There is no adult on earth on fucking God's green earth that is over like 20 and reads and doesn't know that the original Grimm's fairy tales were like these dark monstrous pieces of shit. All right. And none of them are interested in learning about it through a fucking lecture in the middle of a different story. It's just not the case. It really just fucking isn't. But that is Children of Chicago. And that's as far as I got. And I might have to DNF. I might have to do not finish Children of Chicago because like, I'm talking to you guys about it right now. And I see, I just can't. I just can't with this fucking show. I can't like... I, I just can't fucking, I can't get myself to want to listen to it, which gets me into the second part of my first part. All right. Horizon Zero Dawn. Equally as badly written and full of the same shit, but much, much longer. Horizon Zero Dawn was not even a good concept for a game. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn reads like, uh, and I, I'm just guessing, somebody who's never been told no, wrote a story and had no one around them to tell them it was a dumb fucking idea for a story. And that's Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a game that if it had been made 10 years ago, would have been a middle of the road to great. You know what I mean? Like, like pretty good. Like a very, very solid, interesting game. Definitely part of the zeitgeist. Because 
it is a game that is the story first, right? It's very much up the like uh, up in the the Uncharted, you know, Nathan Drake, that kind of shit. Uh, Last of Us, those kind of things, where um, the gameplay is very. And especially, you can't fucking argue with me. If you play, if you play through an Uncharted game, any Naughty Dog game from that era right now, you'll be like, "Wow, these this this control method is actually pretty fucking archaic." It's kind of it's kind of hard to get back into this, uh, as much as I liked it back in the day. It's very much one of those things where the where the where the controls and the gameplay aspect of it was was secondary, which which would be fine. Like I don't have to have the the actual gameplay mechanics of a game be absolutely perfect, you know, for the experience. But whatever you're trying to give to me in the experience has to be worth it. And what on what uh, Horizon Zero Dawn tries to be is this like weird thought provoking. Um, like awe-inspiring, deep uh, story about like humankind's existence after like an apocalypse kind of deal, right? But it's too goofy right off the fucking bat because the main enemies in this entire fucking game are robots that look and act like animals that are real animals. And it fucking falls apart right there because I'm not going to lie, you, you already probably went like, eh, yeah. And these people are primitive people with arrows and, and spears and shit fighting metal machines, which already like right away, right away you go, eh, that doesn't make fucking sense because they're made out of metal and you're shooting arrows at them. But what's the penetrator? Yeah, you are correct. All right. And they even kind of address it in the game and then they just stop going into it. And basically Horizon Zero Dawn is the vestiges of a story that no one thought to write out a little bit before they got into it. The, the entirety of the plot is, and I haven't even finished the game yet. I haven't even finished the game, but I can tell you how it fucking ends. I already know what the major reveal is, but I'll get into it. So there's this chick named Alloy, which I tried to give this game credit because people were making fun of it when it came out like fucking six years ago or some shit. So I guess it is a little bit on the older side, but I mean, still. Dude, it's as old as Hollow Knight. So, like, you, at a certain point, perfect games are coming out. It's as old as The Witcher 3, all right? I think it's actually younger than The Witcher 3. So, like, you're past the point of excuses. Witcher 3 is perfect. It is a game in this vein that is utterly perfect. Start to finish. This fucking game is perfect. Minus one thing, there should be a fast travel point into the fucking Red Keep area. In, in the swamplands in the very first area. But it, you shouldn't be fucking teleporting to that stupid little tiny bridge outside the keep, and then you have to run throughout the entire fucking keep. The people there are boring, they suck, and you have to turn in, like, all the quests all the way at the very top. I hate running through it. But they had to put it down there, I guess, because, like, three quests are triggered by you walking through the one gate, but you could still put it out the gate. All right, I, I'll get off of it. Horizon Zero Dawn is first off a story, all right? And the story is... A girl named Alloy in the metal world, they do this with the fucking naming very repeatedly. She was born motherless in a tribe that loves mothers for whatever the fuck reason. You figure it out later, probably. Um, in, a, in a world where dinosaurs, well, not dinosaurs, but like fucking robots are the animals. But then there's also some normal animals. And by some, I mean like some. Like there's fucking four normal animals. There are trout. 
there are rabbits, there are boar, and there are like ducks. <laughs> and that's fucking, and foxes. And that's like basically it until you get to the DLC area, which adds another five or six fucking animals. Um, the, the plot is that you uh, try to, you want to fit in. So you want to go and join the fucking cool guy group inside your tribe, even though they're dicks. And once you join the cool guy group, the fucking fire, literally the fucking fire nation attacks, like literally they're called the Karja and they're fucking worship the sun and they burn shit. It's like literally the fucking fire nation attacks. Um, they kill your mentor who is like one of the few interesting characters. And then he's fucking dead. And, uh, all of the kids that you built up a little bit of animosity with. So, and you have no hope of any long-term interesting characters to run into. That's just, that's just over now that just ends. And, um, yeah, you, you wake up again after that. And that's the whole fucking tutorial. The tutorial is the best part of the game. The tutorial is the part of the game where I was just like, I am actually kind of into this. There's not many things. You're not too overpowered and hunting the things at the very beginning is kind of tactical and fun and shit. Uh, but they never think their way past it. Like it's very clearly, it's very clear that the, the, the tutorial area was really well thought out and like, that's what sold the game. And everything else outside the tutorial area just gets worse and worse and worse until you get to the fucking main parts of the game. And it just fucking blows dick. But anyway, she goes, she does this trial. She gets kicked out. They make her a seeker. So she's got to go figure out what the fuck happened. Basically. At that point, I checked out of the plot because this game is incessant with talking. Endless talking. And it's to a point where I tried to stick around. I tried to stick around for as long as I could. And then I got sick of it. I couldn't take it anymore. Everybody talks. It's like the person that made the game has never had a conversation with somebody in their fucking life. Especially, it's a visual medium, okay? I know the characters can't do a lot of, like, hand movements and shit. But you do not have to fucking articulate every fucking thought that they have outside of their head. Okay? These people will be like shot. Like one of the first guys. And I was just like, Oh no, this game's going to fucking let me down. It's one of the very first like random quests you run into a guy is bleeding on the ground and you're like, Oh, Hey, what happened to you? And then you listen to a, you listen to him while he is laying bleeding from a gut wound in the grass from a gigantic robot fucking gazelle that stabbed him. He recounts his failed marriage the death of his wife, his failure to protect his daughter and the loss of their family's ancestral spear out in the fuck. Like, Cause he stabbed a, a low level monster with it and it ran away with it. All right. Too much fucking talking. It reminds me of like why Morrowind was great because like you would, you would just sometimes talk to people and they'd be like, Hey, do you want 200 gold? And like, you'd be like, Sure. And they go, okay, cool. Um, I need somebody to kill rats in my attic. If you do it, I'll give you 200 gold. And you're like, okay, cool. I can use that to buy one shield. (laughs) That's fucking it. You go kill the rats and then you go back down and they say, did you kill the rats? And you say, you click on yes. Ah, good job. I could have done it myself, but I didn't want to. Here's your gold. Now get out of my house. Perfect quest. 
perfect. Why? Because it just makes sense. It just, sometimes jobs are not important. All right. And you don't have to go, but everything in this is life or death. Everything is this important. It's like the person that wrote it and wrote most of the, like the intermediary scenes, like every fucking quest is like, I don't want to even do them. I don't want to start them. Cause every time I see a green exclamation point for a new quest in this, I know I'm going to go talk to somebody and just immediately start jamming on the space bar because they are going to start fucking pissing and shitting exposition out of every hole in their fucking head until, until I want to just turn the goddamn game off. And really, I just want to see newer, more dangerous versions of the robots and shoot them in the fucking face. Like that's it. That That's what, that's what I'm playing the game for. There are just a limitless, limitless, like so many hours of dialogue. I feel like this person like watched whoever the creative team behind this watched like the Skyrim documentary when Skyrim was coming out and they were like, we've recorded over 1 million lines of dialogue in this game. And these people were just like, what if we as a game company record 10 million lines of dialogue? Doesn't matter if it's good and just jam it in there. And it, that that's pretty much it. I don't give a fuck what's going on. Everybody that talks to you has to have some fucking opinion about who you are. And like, you're, of course you're always becoming the coolest person, right? It, it has that game where it has that fucking like, uh, influence creep, you know, where you just become like the chieftain of this, you become the head of that, you become the fucking savior here, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's like the antithesis of like Witcher three and why Witcher three was great because you do not become anything other than a Witcher at the, at the beginning of the game. And at the end of the game, you are still somebody nobody basically likes. You're just like a paid dickhead. And thank God you managed to save your adopted daughter. And like, you barely did that. You barely did that. And, And honestly, she mostly saved herself. If we're, if we're, if we're really being honest with each other, perfect. And like alloy is not funny. Uh, as a character, she's not funny. She's not interesting. Um, she's kind of a piss baby. Her actress, her voice actress is not particularly great. She's not bad, but I feel like they, um, like where Geralt in Witcher three really shines is that Geralt has this sort of rough course delivery that works for everything. Winds howling. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you want me to do it, it's going to be more than that. <laughs> Wizards. I hate them. <laughs> uh, a vampire. We need to tread lightly. Like you just do that shit and you just have this nice low thing. So everybody that's interacting with him, it always sort of makes sense. And then you have all these fucking peasant characters. And so like, there's always a variation. Oh, help me, sir. Uh, oh no, you're a, you're a witcher. I recognize you by your yellow eyes. Oh, first we have ghouls and now witches. Calm down, peasant. What's the problem? Oh, I've got neckers in me field. They've been eating my turnips. Neckers, hmm. That'll be fucking $50 plus tax. <laughs> It'll, I love it. Then you fuck with people and it's, it's always interesting. Sometimes people run out of the fucking, they run out of the woods at you and shit. And it's so interesting and good. But in this, like, Alloy is like, it's like they never really, she is completely flawless and completely dull. Like she doesn't have any personality traits that are are shitty or 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 bad or like that that stunt her behavior, even though she should. Like she grew up as an outcast in a very small area, and she does not have any fucking experience outside of an of a part of this world that is literally walled off from the the rest of the world because the rest of the world was super dangerous. There's no awe in her voice. She's always got that like cool guy, cool girl, slightly jaded, a little too cool for school, but also extremely compassionate and understanding and like, uh, and ready to help and ready to be involved. And everyone else wants her involved in everything. Um, there, there's way too much 
uh, like, oh, you, you're the seeker I've been looking for, blah, 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 blah. And like, oh, so, so the, the interacting with the text portion of this is just like, basically you are constantly presented with a wheel that has like a selection to hear more story that you cannot possibly give a fuck about or leave. And because I have some sort, I swear to God, I have to be on the spectrum to some degree. I cannot not click on every dialogue thing. You know, I have to exhaust every dialogue option. If they do not go from white to gray, I'm having a bad day. All right. Because I got trained in some of the best fucking little dialogue tree engines in the world. I, I will, I will die loving fucking, uh, new Vegas's dialogue options to death because you could get in that fucking game and click shit and find things. And the, the way that you leveled up your character and stuff that you had so much variety and spice in that game. It was so fucking interesting. And every time you ran into somebody, it could always be fucking, it, it could always be some new thing. You know, you're always excited. Like, Oh, this fucking dude's going to come up. And like, once they entered the camera zooms in on him, Hey there outlander, hand over your gold. And it's like, okay, I'm fucking level 122. Okay. But, but I have a speech level that's so high. I can tell you to like literally shoot yourself in the leg and I'll let you live. And the guy goes, uh, 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 and then like the dude just fucking blows his leg off. And like, okay, there we go. That was done. That was nice. It was a nice little change of pace. You get nothing like that in horizon. Um, I'm just going to get off of the, the story. I don't even care to talk about it anymore. I already know. Okay, so here's the, the, the twist that I figured out literally before the end of the tutorial section. This girl is a clone of herself. All right. She's a clone of some smart bitch from the very beginning because they said, your genetic uh, blah, 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 is like 98%. And it's like, oh, is she going to be the daughter? No, she's the only person with the fucking super bright red hair um, in the fucking world. Right. She's like literally like the only fucking redhead in this entire world. So uh, she is definitely going to be with that extremely recessive trait, uh, the the clone of some long dead scientist lady. And I, lo and behold, I was right. Actually, no, not even lo and behold. I haven't confirmed it yet, but I just guarantee that's the fucking end. Um, it's just a character just to get into a little bit more of the finality of it. Alloy is fucking boring looking and it is a third person game. So you can see her the entire time and she is just a boring looking character. There's nothing interesting about her. All of the outfits that you can get are really fucking stupid looking. The entire aesthetic of the game is fucking lame. There are so many opportunities to have this like weird prime primal punk cyber primal punk like uh, atmosphere that they could be doing. And there's like, different variations of civilizations that are like at different like levels and stuff, but you can only sort of barely tell the difference between different ones. And there's like four or five of them, right? She's a Nora and the Nora people of course are like just the most like primitive looking. They just wear like animal skins and shit. And then you get to the Karja and they just have like, I don't know, metal fins on their fucking head and like exposed midriffs. It is what it is. But but she herself, she's just not interesting. Like when I'm looking at her, she just looks as much like a side character as any of the side characters I'm talking to. Um, and it's not like her looks specifically. Uh, she's a just average looking girl, but like she's just got a big ball of like red hair, but they cover the red hair up with all these fucking head dress pieces that are completely fucking pointless because they don't look good 
and there's no head armor rating anyway. So like, why do you have fucking a helmet on your character? You don't need one. Geralt runs around with his fucking beautiful white hair flowing in the breeze and you can cut Geralt's hair and it grows. And that's just such a basic thing to have in a game. They've had that since fucking fable one, that if you just run around long enough, your character's hair will grow, but she's just got a way too complicated, big quaff of hair. You can't customize that at all. You can't customize any of her equipment. Um, you can just attach different shits to it. You just pick up random fucking like percentage generator coins to plug into slots. That sucks. Uh, the inventory and shopping in this game is fucking garbage. It's another crafting game. I fucking can't take, I can't take crafting games anymore after a certain point. I mean, I know it's part of the open world aesthetic, but it's always like you're either making, there's no balance to it. You're always either making too much shit or not enough shit. And I feel like like the good way to do it, especially in a game like this, in the early game, you kind of scrounge up supplies in order to hunt a bigger thing, right? But by the end of the game, they're throwing action set pieces at you. So they have to level the character up to a point where only the most extremely, extremely dangerous uh, animals, and like it has to be two of them or more at a time, are going to be anything more than just a passing threat to you. Like everything that is in the first part of the game is just a joke. And it, it doesn't make any fucking sense anyway, because they, 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 they make all these fucking metal machines seem like they are like a super dangerous thing. And then it's not by the end, which, you know, I guess what that's kind of fine. Cause you're supposed to grow as a character, but at, at a certain point, well, actually like literally, at a certain point, all of the shit that you can make becomes worthless because um, animals don't even interact with the terrain in the right way to set off the like traps and shit that you can make. And you have multiple ways to use the like four, there's like four elements in the game basically um, that interact with different machines. Some of them, because the elements are strong enough, like so strong or so effective, they're just immune to them in like the DLC area. So you just can't use like the terror thing, the terror blaster to blow off chunks of armor and shit. And it was the most interesting effect that you can use on some of the high level things from the original game. Some things start just pointlessly burrowing underground, which doesn't make any sense at all. in this supposedly sort of grounded scientific world that they've got on, they just start going tremors and the things are fucking the size of like, buses right and it sucks too because they're the only challenging enemy toward the end of the game and if at a certain point they also just start stacking up too there's a stealth mechanic in the early game that is like kind of interesting where you can like try to track where things are going to walk and you put bombs and stuff in their way or, or set up traps there's an entire subsection of traps called like deadfall traps that are only in the first area and you never see them again or if you do they are only like as minor set piece chunks in like random parts. Just done. They're just done. And also you go from an area that is like a wintry, really well crafted, like kind of lovingly put together. It, it vibes. There's like a sense of, uh, you can feel when you're looking at it, the concept art that went into it. You're like, Oh shit. Somebody just had a blast drawing out this like frozen, half frozen stream 
disappearing into this canopy of trees and all these like big snow capped mountains and stuff. And Oh, this is like somebody drew this big comfy house on a hill. That's her, her childhood home, this little hut. And like somebody loved drawing this ominous mountain with this big tendrily monster thing, but all the people live underneath it. So that's kind of like cool. Like, all right, I get it. I get it. You played, you played breath of the wild too. I see. But like, once the further you get out of that initial area, you finally just get into the desert and the desert area sucks balls. And it's the, it's a third of the fucking map. And it's literally just a desert, just like the California desert. I mean, I think it might literally be the Utah desert mesas, gigantic, empty expanses, uh, just uh, lots of nothing. And the nothing they fill up with just the same. They've only got 20 different monsters in this entire thing. And because the monsters are sort of like badly put together, they kind of just jam them. You know, there's no sense really of uh, point. There's no point to the way that the monsters are after a certain area. Like you, 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 you start and it's like, okay, these are horses and gazelles and shit. And this is like a saber tooth tiger type thing. And like at the, in the first area that all sort of really makes sense because like the first area is this like mountainy, uh, deciduous forest that's all covered in snow and shit. And you're like, okay, okay. These are all kinds of things that would live in snow and that biome makes fucking sense. And then you have some like weird shits like bellowbacks, which are these just elemental type monsters that piss and shit fucking fire and ice at you is stupid, but fine. It's just a walking uh, bomb that you try to blow up its ass so that it hits everything else. And that's kind of okay. All right. And then like you get into the swamp area and there's like a few more of the prowler things like, okay, go, go. And then you start seeing like some alligators and you're like, okay, but all right, I guess so. And then you start seeing the fucking alligators are everywhere. The alligators are in every water area, all of them. And they are the only thing in water and water is everywhere in this game. It's you're actually constantly trudging through streams and rivers and like fucking small lakes and shit. And they're, they're the only thing I, I, for, I was, I was begging when I saw the beginning of the piece area, like let there be a giant water snake or like some like little fucking cluster of eel things, right. That you have to like try to clear out of the water and maybe there's like a way or like you can make a boat or there's like a, cause at a certain point you fucking find a way to control the different animals, right? You can hack into them and, and, and then like, we well, can't even control them, but you can ride some, all of the, all of the horse like ones, you can ride them. And I was like, I was hoping because there's these giant water areas that there'd be like a big snake or like a, you know, fish or sharky type monster that you can hop on and ride. And you'd have to try to fish them out of the water with the, uh, the big, rope caster which is like a fucking tie down that you use you shoot things with it it ties it to the ground you got to shoot like the bigger ones like four times like okay it's a cool effect but you never once you do the tie cat the rope caster a little bit you you find other shit and it's it's worthless because the things can still attack you until you put five in them so you stop using that and there's nothing in the water but the goddamn crocodiles and the crocodiles are everywhere because only the crocodiles and the fucking emus 
they're the only two things that drop the ice elemental thing, the ice elemental pickup, basically, until you get up into like the ice area. And then there's like one more thing, I guess the bellow back things too. But it's extremely rare, but it's also like a third of all of the things you can do. So you just like, and, and then the, the, the idea of there being this like really complicated ecosystem and like some reason for these things to be in the different areas just completely falls apart. And I wish that there was even just apex predators and like super apex predators in each area. Right. And that they would like fuck with each other and kind of work in tandem. And that like the, the area, the, the monsters that are in every single area, the watcher types, like they would be different, you know, and from area to area, they would look different, but the monsters all look the same all the time. They're just fucking metal. And they all have little glowy red eyes and yellow eyes and blue eyes, depending on how pissed they are at you. And that's pretty much fucking it. And then once you've killed all those that, that that's done. And then you get to the desert area. And if you get far enough North and, and, and you look in the right place, there are bull monsters that look exactly like the fucking not bull monster. They're like, Longhorn steer they're almost exactly the same and then there's a fucking worm thing and the the giant worm things are kind of cool to fight but they're not even like giant worms they're just I mean that's what they're supposed to be but they're they're too squat and I don't like it they're they're like big fucking they're like big turds man there's big ass fucking turds squiggle moving around the uh, around under the ground I, I I don't I just don't like them but like what really, what really fucking grinds my gears, especially because it's a thing that's been established in all RPG type games from the get go. Right. Except for the lazy ones and like uh, borderlands borderlands is one of the laziest games ever created, but it's fine because it coasts on. It's kind of like the casualness of the game and it's kind of funny and it's easy to pick up. You know, you can, you just play, you play fucking Borderlands and then you, when, when you're done playing Borderlands, you completely forget what happened in that game, possibly for the rest of time. And each time a new Borderlands comes out, you're less interested in the next one. And that's just how the world works. This game, um, but, 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 but what happens is in, in ancient RPGs, all RPGs, one of the best things about going to a new town and finding a new town on the map is like that there's going to be a respite there and you can stop and that town will have new weapons and items and people for you to meet. The town will have its own little personality and you'll, you'll figure things out about it and you'll be like, oh shit, fuck yeah, new town. What does new town have? I'm out in the desert. Am I going to get desert people stuff? Are the desert people going to have different weapons? Nope, not in this game. There's just three tiers of merchants. The first ones you run into, the other ones you can possibly run into somehow. Whoops, you made a mistake. And then the ones in the main big town in the desert area that sell everything. All of the merchants sell all the same shit. There's like five or six specialty merchants and they don't even give you the fucking items. They can't even put like this game is so fucking badly designed and not thought out that they can't even give you fucking items. Everything that you get as a pickup in this fucking game, except for weapons specifically, and sometimes not even then and armor comes in a fucking treasure box. So they put a treasure box in your inventory and then you have to open the treasure box and then the fucking thing will come out and it'll be whatever the reward was. Half the time, it's nothing fucking interesting. It's just another random um, like stat boost equip for a weapon that you have been using for the last 20 hours. There are three tiers of the same type of bow. There are like 
in, in three tiers of three different types of bow. There's a sniper bow. There's a basic combat bow. You will use the basic combat bow for 99% of all fights. You really don't need to not use it. The only reason I switch between it and other things is because the other things are slightly better. Like if you wanted to try to incorporate the, uh, the more difficult, uh, elemental attack based like strategies into the game. But like, I'm so high level now. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. And I've got such a great gear that I just, I barn stomp everything except for like, literally I'm hunting extra boss monsters, extra boss monsters at this point. And it's just the same boss monster over and over again. It's a fire claw. It's like the strongest enemy in the game as far as I know. And I fucking piece it up. I fought two of them at the same time in one. And then I died to a single one because I wasn't paying attention to my health and died. And I just turned the game off because I didn't care to try again. But like, there's different versions. So there's a sniper bow. And the sniper bow is worthless because the sniper bow doesn't shoot fast enough. And the DPS on the basic combat bow is insanely high. So you just put damage add-ons on it and it's hitting for almost as high as the sniper bow goes the sniper bow is supposed to be a sniper rifle bow you can't shoot because they don't have enough fucking they just didn't design the game for any sort of sniping you can't shoot past 200 meters anyway your fucking arrow just disappears the arrows are not live objects on screen they are generated images of an arrow that goes uh, along a path of a fucking random number generator that is controlled by like, I think the handling skill on your bow and like something attached to your character's level. So you basically sort of just aim at parts of the creatures and you will see your arrow fire and sometimes fucking do a full ass bend it like Beckham curve midair and fall down into it. This really clumsy, overly strong anchoring is in every contact portion of this game. There is the world's most pointless climbing system, over des- overly animated and underdesigned. So you you get into sections of platforming, quote unquote, where you have to crawl around stuff. Right? Um, it's just find the yellow thing on the wall and hold direction, and then she just does it all for you. Right? You don't have to tap anything. You have to have no skill, no timing, uh, and literally a fucking rat with electrodes in its brains could play this game and functionally achieve everything that I have, which I feel like getting toward the end of it. I am a fucking rat with an electrode in its brain. Just basically like one of them is hitting my fucking pleasure center when occasionally I get a good headshot off, even though it is fucking absolutely like on tricycle wheels carried there. I do want to see, and that's the thing is like, I play these games to see new and cool stuff. But like, once you get past the the cool initial area, it all just falls apart. And then the combat's trash. And like really the slap in the face is the inventory system and, and the, uh, the, the, the shopping in the game. Because once I got to the main like area and I was like, Oh, there's all of these merchants. And then I looked at them, every regular merchant that sells quote unquote hunting gear all sold the same shit. And not only did they sell the same shit, I could buy weapons clothing and provisions from the same people. All of them sold the same stuff. And like, do you have a buyback at every single merchant and you can buy back any thing you bought in the game at any point? Fuck you. Fuck you for making this game. I'm playing this game on a notch shy of maximum difficulty. And I knew that that was a good idea because I know 
I knew that this game is not going to have a, a difficulty balance in its difficulty selection. It's just going to be an increase in HP damage to you and an increase in like armor to them. And I knew that because it has a story setting. And any game that has a story setting difficulty is going to be dog shit. Dog shit in gameplay. Just, this is, this is going to be... Uh, this is going to be as easy as it gets so that you can just enjoy the story. No, you have just turned off damage. That's what you did. You have a fucking slider that's connected to five points on a fucking numbered machine inside of the programming. And each one of those five points is just a fucking hit point modifier. And that's all it is. And that one is the bottom of it. I know what the fuck that is. And the second I saw it, I was like, I can't go to the maximum notch because if I do, I know it's going to be one of those things where I have to shoot shit five million times to kill it, and it's just not going to be worth it. Because if somebody... Basically, any game that has a difficulty slider in it like that, and it's not a game that was on the PlayStation 1 or 2, is the the difficulty is just going to be some bullshit like that, right? This isn't fucking good old-fashioned Devil May Cry 1, all right, where Dante Must Die is actually fucking cool as shit, and it's the hardest enemies in the game, like five seconds after you walk into the door and different combinations and difficulties of monsters and monsters in different areas. And like, just, just like a real actual challenge that is beyond what you expected. No, it's just going to be a fuck it. There's just the numbers change. It's just a numbers button. Fuck you. Fuck you. Horizon zero Dawn. What else is there to complain about in this game? I, what does this game do? Good. This game tickles my fucking, uh, my, my little monkey brain. My little monkey brain goes, ooh, number go up. And, uh, and I like that. I don't even like the fuck. You, you would think I would like opening the things, the little treasure boxes. Don't. The plot is bad. Um, the one fucking good thing that I fucking loved, that it, it unironically filled me with an unfathomable amount of glee is that uh, I think his name is Lance Reddick. Uh, I'm going to look this up because he deserves it. So Lance Reddick. Yes, I, I was correct. So um, Lance Reddick plays Cedric Daniels in the wire. If you don't remember who he is, he's the man that talks like this. He's bald. He's in good shape and he fucking hates McNulty. <laughs> he's the one he is to be continued. He's got one of the best voices ever. But anyway, Lance Reddick is in this. He is a character. He is a main supporting character in this that you do not see until halfway through. Um, I don't know how they got Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick does not know why Lance Reddick is in this. He just, it, it's, it's fucking painfully clear. But all of a sudden you're just accomplishing shit and you just hear, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like in, in my mind, I've watched The Wire full fully through three times in my life i know fucking major daniels lieutenant daniels captain daniels i can't remember what his fucking is but i know his voice like the back of my hand right and i just love lance reddick every time he shows up in something i'm like hey fucking reddick's here and it's just i wouldn't do that if i were you and i'm like what what no way that can't be it she's like who is this i'm fucking i'm i'm alloy i'm a dumb bitch blah 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 you don't need to know who I am. But what you need to know is if you keep going that way, you're going to die. Like, blah, 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 blah. Reading terrible dialogue, but his voice is so fucking buttery. He's just in it. And I'm like, hell yes. 
I originally thought he was just going to be an AI. I, I was a hundred percent sure that he was just another of the, it's all AIs, all the bad guys, all the fucking good guys. They, they, they switch out gods and like super demons and deities with AIs. That's all it is. It's all it is. The world ended 500 years ago and they did project zero dawn. It's horizon zero dawn or horizon. Yeah. Horizon zero dawn. Zero dawn project is just some corporate dickhead made robots that eat organic matter to live and the robots started making too many robots and it was going to destroy the world. So they created zero dawn to rebuild the world and repopulate it um, and start cloning people, I guess, to repopulate the world after the fact, but everybody died. All right. And it's like four or 500 years ago. And now everybody's starting to come back up and people are waking up from the project and Alloy's a clone. She got pooped out, but she was part of this whole thing. But she only randomly finds the focus that lets her interact with everything. I, I, I digress. This guy's already been in the world for a while. And I think they were writing him on the fly too, because he doesn't, some of the shit he says to her doesn't make sense. If one of the worst interactions with him and her, and for no reason, I think it's just to show that like alloy, big, smart girl, alloy, smart. She's strong woman in her head and her body. She's a very smart lady. And for no reason he goes, that's how you know that the like <laughs> I can't even remember. He he says this out of nowhere, basically. Um, and just basically just it, it, I don't I can't remember how he how this fucking comes up. He goes like I have like would it blow your mind that the world isn't flat? <laughs> There's no reason to bring it up. It's got nothing to do with what they're doing. Like, as far as I remember, and she just goes, uh, the world's not flat the moon has a circle on it. And that's how I know the moon's not flat. And it's like, no, because why would she have ever even thought about that? Like there's nothing about this girl's inquisitive, like that, that, that shows that she's like this inquisitive science minded person. Plus she's also had a focus for like 10 years. Why didn't the focus just tell her that the fucking world's not flat when she goes and looks in the fucking old ruins and shit. I digress. Why would she care to know that? Like what, what, this is a woman that is like, she lives with this older man alone in the frozen wilderness and hunts machines and sometimes rabbits and turkeys, the turkeys, turkeys are everywhere. Wild turkeys are all over this fucking game. It's stupidest, it's stupidest fucking thing in the world. You're just hunting, hunting a, a, a fucking, like a literal, a giant goofy looking alligator. The alligators are goofy as fuck looking, right? Some of the monsters were drawn by one person who was really like, I'm going to draw really cool robots. The alligators were drawn by somebody's kid who they let come in and like, they just let him loose with a gray crayon. And that's who drew the fucking alligators. They are corny as fuck looking. They, they don't even look like they belong in the same game. They're blocky. Uh, they move in a goofy way. Their proportions are fucking weird and wrong. Like they have a gigantic head but not in like a cool way. Like, like, like somebody just drew it. I don't, I don't know how to describe it better, but the anatomy of like the metal gazelles and shit, those were like clearly like painstakingly and lovingly crafted because it looks like a gazelle with metal parts. Right. And it was reconstructed. Fucking super cool. Right. Um, the horses especially look great. They're called chargers. the, saber tooth tiger versions, right? They're called like sawtooths or something. I don't know. 
they look great and they're very sleek and very, uh, the, all of their proportions are really cool and like tight. And the, even the things, the mid, like the, 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 the machine parts that hang off of them that are, they're like backup weapons and shit. They're attached in a way where it's like, okay, that's sitting right over its musculature and its back. So it's going to be easiest for it to carry. So that's why it's there. And then the fucking alligators are just like, it's a fucking alligator. It's got fucking tubes behind its head because it needs to have parts for you to shoot. That's where the blaze is. It spits fucking. It's an alligator, but it spits ice for some reason. I don't know why, because it's got an ice throat. This is that's what it does. It drinks the chill water and makes the chill water. It's, it's, it's fucking alligator. That's what fucking alligators do. Unironically, like anything that happens in this game, if you just explain it, like. Uh, the always sunny people were like doing crack cocaine and just started going at a fucking like design document in, 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 in Google with like just wild abandon. It would make more sense. Like, Oh, why, why, why did you do this? Oh, cause Charlie day's character, Charlie did a, he just killed a rat and then drank a gallon of paint and just said, why that alligator spits? Mm, I see you. Charlie, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like, that's it. That, that, that's, that's like the explanation for anything that happens in this game. And it's, it's just a, it's a crushing disappointment. And so I'm, I'm stuck. Like I, I, I can't break away. I have to beat it because also the fucking tutorial is unironically pretty good. Okay. The tutorial portion of it, you have to play it a completely different way. You have to be really smart. You have to be really tactical. Everything in the game that I hate makes sense in the tutorial alone, right? There's one fucking, there's one merchant. He's got a limited supply of stuff. He doesn't sell you all the things that he could sell you. People ignore you. The way that they talk to you is kind of fucked up because you're still an outsider and they're like not allowed to talk to you. Um, then they make like little comments and shit when you go past like, okay, this is sort of like a living world and the merchant that you can talk to, he's like a little illegal dealer bitch. Right. And he wants to trade you for stuff instead of like taking your money. So you like go and find some stuff to trade for him. But then they keep up that stupid fucking trade shit all game. And it's always the same everywhere you go. So it's like, okay, dude, I just want to buy this thing. It's called a rattler. It's dumb as fuck. It's like a fucking dart machine gun shoots electric darts too and also darts that are covered in I guess liquid nitrogen cold darts and it took me a fucking like forever for when I wanted to buy the good one because it's like you can buy the shit one for like 600 gold with shit metal shards is the fucking currency plus also the thing you make your arrows out of in this game um, so you can get it for like 600 metal shards and like a reaver bot eye. Uh, no, that's, that's from fucking Mega Man Legends. My bad. And it's also the most rarest item in that game. <laughs> the reaver bot eye. Um, but in like, a, I don't know one of the stupid things, eyeballs, but then if you went to the fucking, the, the good rattler, which is just a little bit stronger, but also shoots the goddamn, uh, electric bolts, which was the only reason I wanted to buy it at the time. You have to get like fucking like a skin from every fucking animal in the game to buy it. It's just like, dude, bitch, just rob this guy. Like, just fucking like stab him. All right. Every fucking dickhead in this game. You know what? I never even thought I got to probably just bought back that shit because I used it to buy it in the first place. I'm an idiot. I just realized I could have probably gotten to the buyback and like 
all the stuff that I sold and shit was in there too. So I probably sold those things and I could have just gotten them back, but it doesn't even matter at this point. Stupid fucking game. But it just, it was really hard to get it. It's really hard. It was pain in the ass. And now I just want to finish the game. I have stopped taking on new missions. The overworld map is just a uh, collector's shit. You can buy a map in the game. The, the map itself is already like basically there. Um, and then you can buy a map like five minutes into the game that just shows you where every fucking collectible in the game is. And collecting them is the most unrewarding shit you can do. There's one set of collectibles that's just like, hey, you fucking did it. So that there you go. Congratulations. Here's your uh, dumb fucking achievement on Steam. And then the other ones you go and people are like, they have like, they've written out a whole like dialogue, but then they don't have a completion dialogue for this. So you go into the special super fucking cool baby area in the middle where all the, the specialty traders are. They're just going to be in the middle area because why not? It's a quote unquote major city that is just like a tower with like six buildings on it. Um, and so you, you go in there and you talk to like these fucking guys and like, Oh, hi, I'm this eclectic, interesting person who's collecting cups from the old world. He's just, I want mugs. He wants, he's a mug collector from, so you go to the ancient ruins and you can get the mugs. But when you turn them in, he just says, Oh, thank you. Those are some of the mugs I'm looking for. Even when you turn in the last ones. And then there's no like, and then he'll just talk to you again. He's like, let me know if you find any more of those mugs. Like, bitch, I bought you. I brought you all the fucking mugs. They're here. You piece of shit. And it just reminds me of like fucking like hollow Knight, right? It doesn't take anything else. There is no excuse for why that doesn't work. There really isn't like uh, it's clearly just fucking incompetence from the game studio because the easiest thing to change in video games, and I know this because I fucking listen to all these dev blogs, is the, 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 the quests. Like, they're easy as fuck to program in, especially once, like, the, the ba- basic quest framework is in place. So, in a game where you have people that will not shut the fuck up about shit you can't even do anything about. Oh, I remember when... 17 years ago, water fell from the highlands and poured through here. It washed 17 beasts up on shore, and one of them bit my dad in the leg, but he survived and is fine now. He lives five miles away from here in the desert, and I don't talk to him anymore. Anyway, somebody came in here earlier, I think that's who you were looking for, and they cut themselves on a shard. Oh, they cut themselves on a a pottery shard. I should turn on my tracking device that I use for every single fucking quest and then just follow these purple fucking triangles for fucking 17 miles throughout the goddamn days. But you couldn't just fucking make the goddamn... All you needed to do was put in one line. Wow, I can't believe you found all my goddamn mugs, Alloy. Thanks, you stupid bitch. Don't know why you spent your whole fucking life doing this. Aren't you trying to save the world? I don't know. I guess not. I don't give a fuck. Eat my fucking unwashed asshole, you, you, you dumb bitch. And then that guy can just disappear. Have him just walk off doop, 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 and just leave and vanish, you know? Just, just go away. I want him to go away. It's like 
going to a quest check mark and then the check mark just never comes, right? Oh, you completed the quest, but you don't put a check mark there. In a smart game, if something like that happened, like a really good one, like an aware game, they'd be like, hey, if you complete another quest, we'll make the fucking check mark for that last quest go away. Like we can't, none of your quest check marks will go away until the end. It's just like a little bit of creativity, but you get nothing from that, from this game. There's like intrigue and shit that happens. I cannot give a fuck. I just can't. And I guess the last thing I'll go out on is the combat. Um, I've already talked to you about it a little bit, but God, it gets fucking dull. It's pretty rewarding in that um, there's a good structure, a good substructure for fighting the robots that I really unironically appreciate. And that is that all of the robots are made of, at least some of the better ones, are made of like 50 different parts that are all connected, right? And you can kind of take them apart down to their little skeleton beneath, like their muscle and skeleton. They all have like 10 or 15, and the bigger ones have more. Like the big ones have like 10, 15, 20, even 50 little armor pieces. And like the armor pieces can all get knocked off. And there's later on, there's weapons that do almost no damage, but you can blow the armor pieces out of the way and then like attack, you know, little, little, um, now exposed, uh, uh areas. And that, that's fun because you gotta kind of think around like, okay, I'm gonna do my dodge roll. I'm gonna hit him with the thing. Okay. Then I can shoot this thing with the, 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 the magic arrow and then the magic arrow. Cause it's the right kind of thing. It'll blow up. Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. Gets repetitive after a while, but it can still fucking it can still fucking uh, activate the old almonds, so to say. As a main, as a main sticking point, though, I do have to say this: whoever did the color, the just the the design for the monsters, um, you're a fucking idiot in your color selections. I don't I don't know how to say that any better. You fu- you are a fucking moron, and I hate you. There are um, four basic like elemental rounds. There's fire corruption which it doesn't do anything after a certain level uh ice and electric ice and electric are just both blue the fucking icons are blue the things on the animals are blue maybe they're slightly different color blue but you have to be in the middle of combat trying to figure out like oh wait which kind of fucking animal is this do they have is that okay so this one has multiple um they're the, the, the special parts are called like uh, canisters or whatever. And these things collect these canisters is dumb. Um, the canisters are the same shape every time they are fucking cylinders that are just on the backs. The green ones, if you shoot the green ones, so the green arrows are corruption. The green canister is called blaze and you shoot that with fire arrows. The ice canister is chill water. And then the electric canister is uh, a shock, shocker, shock, shock D, I don't know, shock something. All right. Those are both blue. And the icons for them, if you're trying to hurry up and switch, for all of the ice icons are light blue and all of the electric icons are a slightly darker blue, a slightly darker than light blue. The fire arrows are orange, <laughs> the corruption arrows are green. Um, and like generally, and it's, it's bad. There's also tear, which is an elemental damage type, but it only just rips off metal stuff. And there's nothing that's directly affected by tear, um, to like an extensive degree. And then there's, um, 
explosive damage too, but there's only one thing that does routine explosive. There's two things that do routine explosive damage. One thing that shoots really shit grenades that don't fucking hurt anything in the game. Um, and, uh, a bomb that you can plant on the ground. And those are the only two fucking things that do explosion damage other than these like uh, heavy weapons that you can sometimes pick up off of things. It's a very limited combat system at the beginning. It's fun. But towards the end, you get, there's like fucking six different classes of weapons. You can only equip, equip four, of course, even though some of them could very realistically just be buttons that you press. Like it could just be a type of thing that you throw out. The use item button is way, way overutilized. There isn't like, basically it's an F on the keyboard. You select different items and there's like 10, 15 items to fucking select through. That's Z and X. It's a really slow. Doot, doot, doot. They put your potions, your your health potions, your debuff potions, or your buff potions, and your bombs, and also your distraction rock, and also your call horse, and also your distraction call are all on the F button and then selected individually. Q is uh, heal just to activate your 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 native healing, which is just. The, the one thing that you'll be doing the entirety of this game, which is just endlessly picking up herbs off the ground. The herbs are impossible to tell apart until you're like 40 hours in from uh, the, the, the healing herbs look almost exactly like the elemental pickup herbs. So you will sometimes run out and they're not color. They're color coded to a degree. The, the, the heal ones are red. All the other ones are some like vaguely light green or blue color except for the fire kiln root, which is also orange, but close enough to red that it's actually the same orange red color as some of the healing items. Very fucking irritating. So you'll run over to go try to pick it up or even try to pick it up during a fight. It's like, Hey, you just got some fire kiln root. Also your inventory is now full. Uh, would you like to drop something? Get smacked with a fucking by a goddamn five ton chunk of metal. Very irritating. You will be doing this constantly. It is to the point where you can actually get a horse to ride. Um, you can you can take over horses' brains and ride them after a while. Even some of the larger horse-like animals, like fucking uh, the small steers, tramplers, maybe. I can't remember what the fuck they're called. It doesn't matter. It's, it's all the same base model with different fucking horns on it. But you can ride one of those things. It's considerably faster, but unfortunately, it is also uh, impossible to pick shit up on it without because everything everything is on the e button interact is constantly on e e makes you get off of your horse e makes you get on your horse e is also how you pick stuff up even if you're on or off your horse e is the only way to raid dead bodies so if you hit e you could do fucking anything you'll you don't know i have tried to pick up health off the ground mid combat and just started looting a dead body I have been running away from something and tried to pick up something um, and just jumped off my horse. Actually, sorry, slowly gotten down off my horse and it's just, it's miserable. And so there's almost no point to riding the horse because you'll quickly get to an area that you are ill-prepared for. There's no way to buy anything to fill up your, 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 your hitting the Q button health, uh, which is also faster and it continuously refills. So it's like you can game it. So if you're fighting a high damage enemy that continuously starts damaging you, once you hit it, it'll just keep healing you until it hits all the way up. So if, if you 
maintain below 99 damage or if it's something that's going to be con- continuously hitting you like that, you'll just continuously heal. So it's way better than everything else. But still a pain in the fucking ass. So there's no reason to have the horse. And the, the only reason I have the horse is to just continuously run from place to place to pick up uh, metal flowers, which seemed cool. They're nothing. There's the coolest looking thing in the game that you can run into little glades of like triangular flowers growing in a big triangle. And there's a metal flower in the middle of it. Oh, cool. These are fucking sick. I started collecting those. You just get to the fucking town. There's just a guy. He's like, oh, I'll take those off your hands for, I don't know. This does like 10% more damage. You fuck, you, you fuck with that. Yeah, man. I fuck with that. Here's the goddamn magic flowers. I don't know. Like fuck eat, kick, kill me. Jesus Christ. There's only one thing I want to unlock in the entire game. It's some sort of magic suit of armor that you get to see like five seconds after the game starts, but you get to collect power cells and you can't even go to the areas where they are. Just fucking can't even do it. Bullshit. And then the last bit of combat is a uh, human enemies and human enemies are bullshit. And that's pretty much all I have to say about it. You can fucking headshot everything instantly except for the quote unquote boss type enemies, which have skulls over them. There's no, special enemy really uh special boss enemies that are humans in the game that i've fought so far there might be one hopefully the main bad guy that kills your dad at the beginning maybe he'll be a unique boss type but i don't think so because his build looks exactly like the other boss types i've fought and they are just guys carrying big guns and you just shoot him in the head like three times like i've been fighting 17 ton school buses that shoot hovering laser discs and fucking literally spit fire. They literally spit fire at me. I got caught on fire and I'm fine. I didn't even burn my stupid hair. I'm going to shoot you in the face with the lowest value arrow I have and you're going to die. And that's going to be it. And also this game, because the aiming is so bad, they have slow down attached to almost everything. If it's one of the first things that you can unlock and to unlock other things, you have to unlock it anyway. So there's no way around it. They have it so that if you jump while you're aiming, if you slide while you're aiming, and if you press shift while you're aiming, you'll hit slow down. Shift slows down and zooms in. It's the only way to zoom in and like focus on your target. So it's going to be slow, even if you want to aim, but it doesn't matter because it's fucking, it, it auto aims for you. You will spend 90% of the time that you're in combat repeatedly jumping because it's the only way to hit shit because you're trying to hit this tiny little thing on something's back and uh, you're fighting enemies that generally only attack you with a melee weapon. You have a melee weapon. It's worthless. It is a spear. You attack uh, slow as fuck. There's a speed up. The, the only attack that's good is your super heavy attack because sometimes it'll stagger things. It does almost no damage. It does not do any elemental damage. You cannot pick the part of the animal that you're hitting. It kind of just swings at them. Um, And they just do spinning, fucking flying around, spinning constantly. So you are the melee weapon person. You're you're, you're a ranged weapon person, constantly having to jump at things that are shooting underneath you at 80 miles an hour and trying to shoot a fucking blue tick hanging off of their ass so that it will... uh, explode and electrify everything around it. That's pretty much it. And that, that is, that is the combat. And then when you're fighting humans, because they are constantly shooting at you with arrows, you will be doing a back and forth jump in slow motion constantly until everything dies. 
And that's pretty much it. That's, that's the game. That is Horizon Zero Dawn. I feel so stupid for playing this game continuously. I've just been the most enjoyable part of this game, bar none, has been the hour I've just spent castigating the ever-living shit out of it. I'm not going to talk about anything else tonight. I, I've, I've talked too much. I cannot believe. I'm not done. I, there's other shit I hate about Horizon Zero Dawn. It is, it is endless. It is endless. All of the outfits that you can get are the same outfit. They're just, each one of them's a leveled up version of it. You, there's no reward for getting them. And there's no reason to wear most of them. They're like, they'll make you immune to a status effect that doesn't hurt you anyway because you're already leveled up and you can take a potion that makes it immune anyway. It's stupid. Um, all of the big areas that you can go to, all the, like the towns and stuff that you eventually get to, most of them are just populated by just random sprites walking around. There's no reason to go to them. There are functionally no interesting landmarks in the entire game. There's like 10, you get up to them and generally nothing happens. I have not found anything walking around randomly because it always shows you shit on your map and your little HUD, uh, compass while you're walking. So there are no, none of those good, like even Skyrim for all of its flaws, you would walk in and then accidentally fall into a hole in the ground and find a dungeon. This game talks endlessly about all of these fucking dungeons you're not supposed to be going all these like scary places all the ground places there's only like 10 or 15 of them they're all always on the rim of the map and they are labeled they are obvious and uh on the inside they are shit there is constant lore dumping in the game constant the journal section of it of this game has something in the ballpark if i had to guess 300, 400 total entries, a lot of which are, you have to read them. Like you give a fuck what they are and they all look the same. They're just the same little communicator pad with a little HUD display. And then you scan it and it says, Hey, do you want to read this? Do you want to listen to this? And every time I say no, because I don't care. And that that's horizon zero Dawn. And, uh, and with that, I think I'm going to wrap up the program because I mean, Jesus Christ, guys, I, I, thank you for, thanks for suffering through that with me. I love you. I love you. I love you. After Horizon Zero Dawn is over, I, I'm, I have to finish it. I can't, I can't not. And it's killing me because I just bought a bunch of games that I actually want to play. Um, Salt and Sanctuary, I just purchased that for like $4 on the Steam sale. Another one, um, I still haven't finished Stray because me and my wife have been so busy. We're playing that together. I haven't been able to get to it. And uh, the other one that I have that I bought during the same sale as this uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is Days Gone, which is apparently a zombie game and there's motorcycles in it. Hopefully it's a little bit more interesting. I've seen some gameplay of it online. It looks like it could at least be a six out of 10, which is when you think about it, just a three out of five. And with that, yes, I'm going to wrap this up. If you guys enjoyed this, please uh, check me out online. Go to our Twitter. Go to our Facebook. Look us up. Send us a like. Send us a thank you. If you are wherever, whatever podcast platform you're on right now, please, if you have a second, just like, comment on this podcast, leave us a review, share us somewhere online, and be like, hey, this is Tyler. He is my internet friend. I have an unhealthy 
parasocial relationship with him, which I express by uh, telling you to listen to um, him complain about Horizon Zero Dawn for a very, very long time. Cynthia Paleo. Don't, 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 don't mess with Cynthia about her book. Don't let her know. I don't think anyone has yet. So just let her live in ignorance. Actually, I think it's at like a two and a half on fucking Goodreads, but or not Goodreads, but uh, Audible. Who knows? It's going to get a bad review from me. But uh, yeah, those are the reviews for this month, this month. And then I will see you next month. Patreon.com slash Westside Fairy Tales if you want access to ad free versions of this podcast and more. Check us out on Discord. Link is always in the description. Much love and until next time. As always, stay safe out there. Something's not quite right in the quiet mountain town of Targrady, West Virginia. Months after a local teen was lynched in the dead of a hot summer night, two men stand charged with murder in what the majority opinion considers to be an open and shut case. But Adelaide Stevenson, a young crime reporter from Charleston, is finding out the smallest cracks in the official narrative run far, far deeper than she could have ever expected. Join Adelaide and West by God as she navigates small-town secrets, the dubious ethics of her own profession, and the dark whispers of an ancient creature, known to some as the Witcham Woman, who prowls the shadowed hollers that lie between night and nightmare. Sent on overnight assignment to cover the start of the trial, Adelaide quickly realizes the story she's been told, and been telling, doesn't make sense. Cryptic assertions of a concrete alibi are emailed to her by the family of the accused. Nobody in town seems comfortable discussing the basic facts of the case, and the murder she's been writing about wasn't the only tragic death this summer. Adelaide extends her stay against the wishes of her editor, and her investigations take a complicated and dangerous turn as she discovers the true depths of the mysteries surrounding Targrady. The only real evidence from the night of the murder may lie in the hands of a notorious local crime family led by an enigmatic woman known as the Fetid Queen. Local authorities seem to grow more hostile by the hour, and even Adelaide's own career might not survive this assignment. Featuring an eclectic cast of characters ranging from violent and horrifying to outlandish and fabulous, West by God is a must-read novel for anybody who enjoys Twin Peaks, Stephen King, and all the creepy places you find just off the path in the woods. It is the debut novel of Tyler Bell, a USMC infantry combat veteran, former crime and courts reporter for the Charleston Daily Mail, and creator of the award-winning West Side Fairy Tales horror and dark fiction podcast. Due for release by Henlow Press in October of 2023. Learn more at westsidefairytales.com slash westbygod.